All right, welcome back to another Red Cedar Wrap. This week, we get back to it after a two-week break as Matt and I were out in Maui. Uh, we're going to recap the Duke game, talk a little bit about Maui and the basketball team. Uh, then we'll finish it up with a little bit of football and recapping the season, talk about bowl season, kind of where the future is going. All right, as always, let's get it. Your Spartan Marching Band. All right, Jake, back from a four-week hiatus, something like that. It would be three-week hiatus. We'll get hiatus. We'll get into that uh, why we were gone for so long uh, here in a second. But how you been? Uh, living great because I was in warm weather uh, throughout November. I mean, trading turkey for a Mai Tai. Yeah, Can't really bad. complain. Yeah, not the best time to be a Michigan State fan, I'll say, but uh, – <laughs> The trip out to, yeah, so we went out to Hawaii for two, two weeks. We were out there for vacation and for the Maui Invitational. Both of you and I were out there. Um, I would say one of the cooler experiences I've had for Michigan State sports. It's taken us a lot of places. We are in Minneapolis last year. We've been to in Indianapolis. Uh, we went to Madison this year. We've gone out to Tempe, Arizona. Um, we've been everywhere, and this was to go out to Hawaii to watch the Spartans play basketball. Is pretty damn cool. Yeah, and and it's interesting because we uh, last year I did the um, Las Vegas one, and now oh, yeah. it's kind of I'm actually like, well, we'll talk about Orlando, but I I've loved the Thanksgiving with the family, the mm -hmm. friends, doing the Airbnb. Uh, this time we actually had the packaging with Maui because it's obviously it's Hawaii, and you kind of have to package everything out, but. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, Thanksgiving was a big thing for us in Michigan. Um, but now with you know cousins and families in all different cities around the country, this has actually been really fun uh, to uh, go and see. And, and currently for two years, you know, yeah, obviously we have the bad loss, but we're 4-1 and one in Thanksgiving weeks. Yeah. At, at yeah, I was actually out in Portland the year before for the tournament. They won that one. So, yeah, it's cool to see how uh, – Friends and family are able to bond over Spartans and you know, win or lose. It's the best parts are just the time you spend together out there uh, doing these things. And it's cool to have these athletic teams bring people together. It's really you awesome. And you kind of need that sentimental thing, especially when you go through the last couple of basketball games. Yeah, that's been a while. <laughs> so we'll run through Maui real quick. Um, I obviously want to get to Duke last night. But, uh, yeah, the opening game, Vatek nothing that we like to see. It sucked to go out there and see him lose the first game and go to the consolation side. Vatek played out of their minds, I'd say, that game. Shot the three ball very well, like they had been leading up to that game. But were you surprised with the three ball, though? I mean, 50% before we're coming. Yeah. In, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it was kind of the thing that we needed to step out on, and they had a lot of open threes. No doubt. This team, obviously, the, in, out in Maui, Michigan State was not – there's something off, and you kind of figured it out after the Georgia game uh, with Cassius Winston with the death of his brother really hit him. You know, people it hits people different times, and it's probably still affecting him right now, as it, as it should, and it will for probably maybe forever. But he definitely saw it affect him and the team a lot out in Maui. They were, definitely weren't themselves. I even heard a quote from uh, Izzo yesterday saying – 
you know, usually on these trips, the flight out and when you're bonding together at, at the hotel, people start getting closer and, you know, they make, make fun of each other here and there, joke around, but kind of the team's been on eggshells in a way just to the fact of how big this, you know, this news is to the family of the Winstons and it's kind of like not a time to be joking around and laughy laugh, having fun, which is understandable. It's, you kind of could feel it when we were out there. Well, and it definitely doesn't help when you lose the first opening game to a, a mediocre ACC team. Yeah. Uh, in interestingly enough, you know, once that one, you know, obviously they didn't come right out to the beach or anything. But going to sing, you know, the great thing about Maui in these tournaments, especially Maui, is that you're right there with everyone. I mean, we saw all the coaches there multiple times. We saw the players there. I mean, that was a really cool environment. Yeah, yeah, we're with all the donors and boosters that right. names that we don't necessarily like some of them, but. It was really cool to see them all, um, and there was a moment where there's in that in that Sheraton Mallet that that rock, and, and people were jumping off of it. And no, I Matt and I did not jump off that thing, but you saw the team do it, and those are the kind of things you look for at the beginning of the season. And I would say you're right. You know, granted we've already gone through a lot of it, but those are the kind of moments you're hoping to bond, and that's and that bond brings it so much stronger into Mar- March and April. Um, so it, it was good to see them out there. Um, having a little bit of fun, or at least trying to have some fun. Um, yeah, after the UCLA game, you saw them out having a good time. It was nice to win the last two after losing the Vatech. They played well against UCLA. Georgia game, they played well to start, obviously. Anthony Edwards goes off and scares the living daylights out of us. But I saw this by Tara on Twitter, and she this is great. She's like, I, I need to add so many people to my Arya Stark list. Because <laughs> there's always so many. Maxie, Powell, uh, Noli, Edwards. Uh, you can put uh, Vernon Carey, Carey from Duke and honestly Trey Jones as well too on it. But there's just so many star powers that have just, just beat us. us. And, and that kind of gave me the question of like, is it really star power or is it just our defense? You know, in, in general. I mean, that's – I just named five games. Yeah, I think it is kind of – us we run our stuff and we kind of run our stuff without taking into consideration who we're i'm not saying that in consideration but who we're playing doesn't really matter as much we're going to run our stuff and expect that to be good enough to win and sometimes that is susceptible to guys going off on us and it's big games for guys when they're playing us too right like michigan state came in preseason number one this year it's definitely they look towards that to have a big game show out yeah, and I guess each one of them was a little different, right? Maxi hasn't been the same any other game the rest of the season. Powell is, what, top five NBA talent coming in. Uh, Vernon Carey. Edwards is Edwards, not, not Powell. Edwards, yeah. Um, but it, Powell is lighting up the score sheet, no doubt. I mean, he's top scorer, right? He's one of the top scorers. Yeah. Those two guys, I'd say, are NBA talent. And then you look at, like, Vernon Carey, well, it just kind of was obvious we don't have a big that can bang uh, like in the past. And, you know, we'll yeah. get in the Duke game. Let's get into it right now since we already touched on it. Um, you go ahead and start with it. What you think? Well, I, I I just think it came off obviously this is one of the most embarrassing. And it was hard because I thought the Virginia Tech was a very embarrassing game. This one felt even worse at home with a not as much talented Duke team. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're still a really good team. It's Duke. But – I think when you it just right from the get go you felt it, and you felt it in the transition right uh, right off the bat. Uh, we get a bucket, great. Duke comes back with a three, 
instantly. You're like, all right, down one. Uh, Rocket, air balls. We got to stop. Cash just throws it way away. Uh, Duke shoots some free throws. It's four to two. Bingham hits a three. All right, we're making some moves. Uh, but then that's the Tillman strip to an easy dunk, and then Watts turns it over right away, and that goes into the Trey Jones stepping in the lawyer's chest. <laughs> it's been all over ESPN today, which is hilarious. Oh, it's been everywhere. He's like and, surfing on him. Oh, it looks terrible. But that was really the turn of it. You felt it right there. That was four turnovers right in a row, you know, bad shot, and you felt that that was going to be the step of the game the rest of the way. And that was very unfortunate because uh, Duke essentially out Michigan State, Michigan State. They rebounded yeah. better and they transitioned better, and that's what we do. The turnovers is what was so disheartening. The fact that we turned the ball over so much at the beginning of the game, we pretty much took ourselves out of it from the start. It was so embarrassing to see the mo- amount of hype we've had for this game. The zone being actually great last night. They were definitely into it. They're ready, and sometimes we complain about them because they're sometimes kind of take it for granted the wins and you know don't don't go crazy all the time. But they were on one last night, and they really had nothing to cheer about after a couple minutes, just getting punked by by Duke on our home court. We've seen it before in 2002, and we. Got blown out by Duke, and this one wasn't as bad as that, but it was not good. Um, yeah, that one was like 40 to 8 yeah. at one point. So <laughs> this one was not good. Um, couldn't handle Vernon Carey in the post. Trey Jones locking us down. The whole the whole Duke team, they were really playing well on defense. I'll give them credit for that. They really didn't let us get into any of our stuff, forcing us to those turnovers. They, it just, and, you know, it's just about what was it, outplayed, outworked. Out coached, and and it really felt like it, right? Like it felt like Coach K came in with a game plan, like we are gonna out rebound, we're out, we're gonna play so much tight defense, and we're gonna double cash. I mean, and they did it, and they executed it, and they stole and stripped the ball. They block city happened all over the place. It it was really really disappointing. Disappointing when our with our wing play, Rocket Watts was. Not very good last night. Aaron Henry took two shots. Not took his first one late in the second half. It was like a non-factor the whole game. He had to sit in the bench again at halftime. Izzo sits him just like he did against UCLA. With no wing play, it's huge issue. We got good games from Bingham and Tillman, and Winston was was decent, uh, but just subpar all around. Just never being in it is just, mm. you know. And I think this kind of got me this one after watching the three games of Maui, and knowing what we know going into it, and in this Duke game, it it really shows me that, you know, where I thought our strength would be our depth, I think it's kind of hurting us, because I don't think anyone is stepping up. Because I can point out everyone stepping up at one point in this season, but I can also say people are not living up to expectations multiple times. Um, you know, I was I, in Maui. It was like Tillman just was off, and every felt it. And everyone said it, and you know, I was wanting to be like, hey, but you know, a stat sheet says who else is going to get you a double double down in the paint, even though you feel all four of his turnovers or all six of his misses, you feel them yeah. even more. But who else is going to get us a double double down there right now? And you could say the same thing about Aaron Henry right now. Is Aaron Henry playing to the capability he can have? Is Rocket Watts playing to the freshman we thought he'd be though? Uh, being a freshman, I'm not going to take way too much into that yet. Um, you can say a thing about Kithier getting the start early, and uh, Bingham had some 
good start. And honestly, I think Bingham's actually been playing fantastic and should actually get more minutes into it too. But you can say this about everyone on every position that no one is consistently stepping up um, outside of Cassius. And even him, he had a couple of errant throws in the last couple of games. Yeah. And clearly this team was not should not have been a preseason number one. Obviously that came out before the Langford news about being out for the season. Um, well, yeah, think, they said till January, but Izzo kind of reiterated again today, which we already had talked about before. He's pretty much done for the year. Um, yeah. yeah. Where and then the Hauser obviously getting denied since we last talked too, but that was you know that was fifty fifty that even happened. That was going to happen. Is this team? Where do you think this team is even going to be at this point? Oh. I know we lose a lot. We've lost a lot in the non-con with Izzo and he gets it together and we get things together by March and we make runs here and there. It's happened many times before. This time to me feels a little bit different just due to the fact of the way they played last night and the just kind of things that the way the, the, way the team plays, something's kind of off with them. Mm-hmm. The Big well, Ten it, looking a little better than I thought it would be. I, I just see this team going to these next couple of games are going to definitely prove a lot here in the rest of December and early January to see where this team's at. But right now I don't have too much confidence as we finish the non-con and go into conference play here in a couple and weeks. He, and here's here's where I have it. We, yeah, maybe, you know, I, the teams that do very well are the ones that go under the radar, right? Every time we have a solid, very high, you know, top 10 team running through in and out the season, we end up – Essentially choking big games. I mean, Cuse right. with Mile Bridge is a sophomore Yeah, this team year. was good last year, though. Yeah, but I didn't expect him to be that good last year. Yeah. I didn't have him as a top 10 team going and running in that season. Whereas, like, the Mile Bridge is Jaron Jackson season? Thought so. Denzel Valentine's senior year? Thought we were going to be that good. And that was Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, uh, but they were good until that game. But Exactly. But I'm, that's I guess that's my point is that when we show up and we're very highly confident, we don't win the big game. But when we're underdogs, you know, yeah. going into it, we can win big games. And that's kind of indicative of it. And, you know, I think of it like this. And this is – I might be far-stretching here. But I thought about this one moment today. You know, are we like Michigan football? And I know we're not. And I, I'm just out there like because we win Big Ten here and there. But y- hear me out. When we're a preseason ranked number one – or when we have teams that are number one, number two going in, and we lose to Tennessee State, are we really achieving where we should be? You know, we do have good recruiting class. We're not the Duke or Kentuckys, but we don't aim to be those guys in recruiting classes. But we get what we want to get moving in. You know, outside of Vernon Carey and possibly Jerry uh, Terry, but are we underachieving for what we should be? You know, a Michigan football team going 10 wins or even 9-3 and three is not a bad season of football, but it's obviously not getting done what Mich- Michigan should be getting done with the talent they have and the expectation of Michigan football. You know, they should be looking at at least their division, if not Big Ten championships, fighting for it. Are we not going to be able to win big games early in the season or win national championships? And that thought crossed me this morning it might be way stretched out and i might be taking way too much into it but yeah i think that's a little much because just the (laughs) fact of the tournament's just a one game you know kind of a crapshoot like 
the NCAA tournament is my favorite, but it's also probably the worst way to determine a champion just because it's one game. If you're off one game, one team's hot one game, something happens, you're out. Um, so we've had yeah, our, we've had our fair I, share of runs when we weren't the best, and we had our fair share of getting knocked out early when we were probably better than what that run shows. But we've also won many Big Ten tournaments, Big Ten conference, True. regular seasons. True. They're pretty consistent up there. They're never really they never really fall off at all. But uh, let me yeah, let me get back to the big. T- yes, about the big time, and that's a good question because. Looking at it right now, you know, obviously Michigan makes that big jump and didn't play Louisville very well last night. Uh, but I uh, don't it was discredit an awful them. Game. It was it was a sad game to both watch ways. on both parts. Yeah, exactly. But don't discredit that the fact that they can actually play basketball either. No, they're good. They're sure. good. I've, seen, I've been impressed with Livers and uh, Teske very much. This no way. Going into the season. Oh, see, and then that also said like if we can't handle uh, Carey, which don't get me wrong, one of the top guys in the middle but Teske is phenomenal down though so he'll give us issues without a doubt Wesson and OSU I just there's a lot of people big boys that I just don't know if we're gonna bang and so but in in Indiana had a great win uh the other day uh Penn State six and one a little hesitant with them but decent team I watched Iowa light it up Iowa can shoot yeah Ohio State's good you know Iowa and Illinois so like is whereas I thought this year would, like you said, down year in Big Ten. Now I'm like, uh, there's a six, seven teams again that Maryland, are going to give us hassle. hassle. I don't yeah. want to play Indiana at Indiana. Road games and basketball suck. So, realistically, this team at this moment could be better. We could have six, seven losses in the Big Ten. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, 20-game season, 14-6 yeah. and six seems about right to me right now. Yep. Um Whereas beginning of the season, I would have said three, two or three. Yeah. And now it's like reality sitting in, and and who knows? We the thing is, we do have the potential to get it together. We do have the potential to take this because we did play some of the top competition early, and that's what's the benefit. Of yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, we'll see where the team goes from from the first. We open up big time play with Rutgers and uh, Northwestern, so that's good for us going in like. Two winnable games, I think, games that we should win. And if they win those going away, give them some more confidence. The team needs confidence right now. I think they nearly yeah. need to get back to the craft, get back to brass tacks. Izzo will definitely be working these guys. I know he's had a hard time saying he's had a hard time um, and practicing how far to push the team just because they're kind of fragile right now. I think losing games helps the team get more focused like back to like hey we need we need to do this you know we need yep. to lock in we're not playing very well right now kind of like reset the season away sucks to do it this early in the season you would love to see them win one of those big non-conference games against Kentucky or Duke or even if we would have got to a Kansas well but I think it's not gonna happen now so now you have to go finish out the non-conference with winning and now your goals are to win the big time and that's where they have to be right now and that's and that's kind of where my thought for it is. You know, we said at the beginning of the season, what would be successful, you know, today, you know, December fourth after the Duke game, and we said three of the four. And it was it was assuming that we'd go play Kansas. Now, being in Maui, Dayton looked phenomenal, so I don't even yeah. know if we would have even gotten it. Obi Toppin was unreal. It would have been tough, but 
you look at it now, and I said even two and two would be a little bit disappointing unless one of the losses was Seton Hall. But even then, two and two. Oh, between two and Hall. Okay, I heard you saying. But we're now one and three because you took Kentucky, Duke lost, and instead of it being Kansas, we lost to Virginia Tech. So I didn't even put that in the fathom that we could go one of four and one of the other losses would have been someone else other than those four teams. Right. Yeah, we needed to win at least two of them for sure. Yeah. Um. So now we're not going to. And. <laughs> yeah. It, so let let me ask you this. But positive of the Big Ten being good, we have a chance to get good wins during the season. Like we're not gonna have any issues of get, playing ranked opponents, possibly a couple top ten games, which is good. The next eight games: Rutgers, Oakland, Northwestern, Eastern, Western. Illinois and Michigan. Then like Minnesota, Minnesota. right? Yeah. Minnesota. So those are all home too after. Only a road game there is Oakland technically a road game, but it's at the LCA in Detroit. And, and Northwestern's away. Which yep. turns into MSU fan because how many people live in Chicago. True. So really no true I would say no true road tough environments. Because Northwestern will be able to handle with no problem. With fan fan wise, I'm saying. Um, that's, he said that those are eight games. I mean, we got to go seven and one at least. Minimum seven and one. Eight and zero oh has got to be the way to go. Seven and one's probably minimum. more realistic due to the what? fact that these are college kids. I mean, yeah, but it's Michigan is the one team. Michigan's one for sure. Illinois will be tough. Else. Yeah, Illinois will be tough, but it's all at home. These are the games got to take. Yeah, for sure. Eight and zero has got to be the way done. Seven and one, I can understand. Anything less, we're in trouble. I mean, yeah. I'm not in trouble missing like the tournament and that those stunts, but like to win the Big Ten, like that's got to be the goal going in. It's gonna be the goal every season. Like winning these non-conference games is cool. Trying to win a preseason tournament or sorry, pre-conference tournament, I guess, is always a goal to have, but it's not the main goal. The main goal is win the Big Ten, get in the tournament, make a run towards the national championship. Big Ten tournament is becoming more important just due to the fact of unbound schedules, but when the regular season, Big Ten is the most important goal going into the season because that will set you up with a good spot in the, in the NCAA tournament, and you go from there. Yep. So, And that starts you into the Big Ten season too. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that there's – we got somewhat of a favor starting the Big Ten with four of our five first Big Ten games being at home, which is pretty nice. Now we got to take advantage of it, though, because you lose those games, then the rest of your games, <laughs> more games are on the road the rest of the way out. So it's like you better Which take Which will advantage. be a very tough back end of the season, too. Oh, without, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Very tough. tough. And we'll see, though. And, 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 again, I think we have the potential to be there, but it hasn't risen yet. Yeah. But I'm not – 100% worried because I Winston I needs like, help that's the bottom line like Aaron Henry is not showing up this season other than like, I would say Vatek game he played very well still lost that game Tillman stats wise is there he still kind of has like toasters for hands he doesn't really always catch the ball very cleanly mm-hmm. um, now in Aaron Henry's defense I mean he gets pulled and he only has limited time to get out there but you're right. He's not living up to the expectation. He's making freshman mistake that you think would have been cleaned up by sophomore year. Yeah, you know, people were talking about him being all Big Ten going into the season, and he hasn't lived up to that at all. I mean, it's still early, but still, it's like, come on. Yeah, but again, dude, the competition we're playing in, 
the rotation of multiple different people in this lineup. I'm not giving excuses out here. Maybe I am, but I think his he's at the floor and he has so much more to can give. So I don't know if we're gonna see a consistency of this the rest of the season. If we do, then yeah, we're in trouble. Yeah, definitely shows what we we're missing this year with just Kenny and Nick and McQuaid losing them last year. Like how much they really did mean because Kenny would be hitting the the threes that we're kind of missing from the team. Yep. Nick's another body to bang if he would have stayed. I mean, uh, could you imagine but, if Nick stayed and he had you had him on 20, 19 to 22 minutes in the game yeah. against Vernon Carey? Yeah. What a difference that would have made. Would have. No doubt. Because Vernon Carey's not backing down Nick Ward. No. Now, you lose you lose the offensive side of it too, but I don't know. We didn't have much of that anyways in the first half. So, Yeah. It's... It's what could have been, but it's not where we're here. I mean, do you think the rotation gets smaller? I mean, I don't think you can play Foster Lawyer after like yesterday. I mean, that guy. Oof. Playing against quality competition athletic guards. I think we said, I think we said it in the Virginia Tech game. I just said, just, just count Lawyer minutes. Yeah. Where we? It's such a rough. I mean, he came in for Winston for a minute, and we went minus five, and he gave up that embarrassing and one, which I don't think was any one, but still he got sad on him essentially. And that was one. I mean, here's here's the thing with the Duke game too. You know, a lot of times you get blown out. You'd be like, man, if uh, fifteen point game, right? You, you could have been one of these seven things. If we changed that, we would have had a shot. A mm-hmm. lot of people say that. There's not one thing in this game you would have changed that would have made a difference. It would have had to been two. Yeah, that could have been turnovers. That could have been rebounds, officiating. It could have been free throws. Shooting shots. There's so many things, but not one of those would have made the difference in that game. You'd have had two, so you knew it was a bad game. Yeah, nothing really went right for the squad. That's for sure. They had a lot of issues last night. Though, I will say, just to kind of come back to Maui, phenomenal venue and trip, though, because if you're going to take and drop to go out to Maui, even if you lose to Virginia Tech, you're on the beach all day. um, The the venue is so small. I want to say, what, 20, 20 rows up? Yeah. There's every seat's a good seat. You know, yeah. They could work on how to usher people in on those <laughs> important games, just going to yeah, say. There's yeah. a lot of uh, elbows. I don't, think, I don't think anyone's feeling bad for us, to be honest with you. No. No, no, no. There's a reason why Maui is regarded as the best pre-conference tournament. I mean, it's probably up there with the Battle of Atlantis now. Is really Battle for Atlantis is definitely up there now, too. But Maui has been recognized as the best for years and there's I'm not going out there I see why it is the the fans that are there are definitely diehards the venue's awesome obviously the location is awesome the teams definitely get up for it you get the, the big announcers from ESPN on there you got, you got <laughs> Billis and Bill Walton and your Shulman. favorite Bill Walton yeah I mean I'm so I'm a Bill Walton I'm a, I'm a Bill Walton stand for sure I don't like when he calls our games I'll be honest but when he calls other people's games they, he entertains me um <laughs> But it's definitely see why it was is regarded as the best pre conference play tournament. It was pretty cool. Well, they, if, get, if they go there again, I will go. I will hands down go back out. When you get as like a super fans, you get the teams that are staying there. I mean, at our property was Dayton, BYU, and State. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You get the players there. Venue, there's no bad seat in that venue. No. Um, we got ticket extra. Tickets. Yeah, people. Yeah, the people are always compl- worried about tickets. No issue at all. I mean, you just go yeah. to the box office day of, and you can buy tickets to the game. Yeah. Now, granted, I would trade in the loss, but it was kind of nice that the 
consolation of it was instead of $150 to that ticket, the next one at face value was like 27 bucks. Yeah. No one and, wants to go to the consolation games. You know, it's not so, your team. But it was also 930 in the morning, so you had all day afterwards. So, yeah, a lot of my Virginia That time Tech difference buddies, was crazy for sure. Yeah. A lot of my Virginia Tech buddies are not uh, sympathetic after that loss. It's like, you're in Maui. Go enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking I was disappointed in the loss until I walked out the gym, and I was just like, well, this ain't too bad. <laughs> All right, I want to touch on football real quick. We haven't been really covering it since the Michigan game. Obviously, that game was kind of what we predicted, a uh, blowout, yep. and we said if Michigan has a chance, they're going to run it up on you, and guess what? They did. Mm-hmm. Um, we then went and played Rutgers, beat them 27-0. The score, I think, to me, somewhat uh, – Misleading because even though we yeah. beat them twenty-seven-zero, I never felt like we were that ahead. We were even into the fourth quarter until Cody made that crazy catch. I never felt like, oh, yeah, this game's in hand. Like we got this. We we would get down there in the red zone, wouldn't score, couldn't get, on, couldn't convert on fourth downs, missing field goals, or on some make kicking field goals instead of touchdowns on other other ones. Like I they mean, never really that, took a handle of the whole game until the no. very very end. Even and though the score shows 27-0, it never felt that way. And that game made me feel what the last three years have been. It's been terrible. I know. It, we, it, interesting enough, like every first drive, majority of these games, we have a really good first drive. Yep. And sometimes we score on them. We have this really good first drive, go for a fourth and one, and just get shook. And you're like, well, yep, this is this is what we're all about here. Hey, you're feeling almost good. Like, okay, we're moving the ball with no problems against this team. We'll get seven here. Great way to start the game, the game, and then they don't do it. Then it just, like, drags the game out. You never feel that like, confident in the team. It was bad. And then the Maryland game was just more of the same. Like, we had so many chances to go down, put touchdowns on the board, didn't do it. It was the same thing. Couldn't. Missing on fourth downs, missing field goals, kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns. Somehow yeah, just, we just we eked it out. MVP that 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 game because he kicked so many field goals. I mean, it it, it just it felt the last two games, which are the two games that you should just win undecisively, felt like battles. Yeah, and, it just, and they shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, and that that's the disappointing part of where it is now. Uh, granted, congrats to the seniors. Grant to everyone they can they can go bowling now. Um, it will be very interesting to see where it goes. And you know, I know most things are leading towards pinstripe, and a lot of people want Quicken Lane. Um, who knows if Illinois jumps them and gets that or not? Yeah, I think they will get Quick Lane if Quick Lane has anything to say about it. Just because people will show up then at that point. People Spartans will go to the game if it's in Detroit just because it's in yeah. over the holidays. It's an indoor venue. It's warm. It's easy to get there. If we go to the Prince Ray Bowl in New York, like I guess it's somewhat l- higher tier, but, maybe a little bit of a bowl, but not really. It, but it, no it, one will go. There'll be, there'll be no environment at all like if you're in bowl draft rankings the pinstripe gets a little bit higher edge so would you consider that better a little bit just a little bit they but, but it's all about money and if you are the pinstripe ball are you taking the spartans or are you taking illinois 
I don't know. That's their choice. I, I know maybe the quick quick lane goes, hey, we really want Michigan State. Just take Illinois. It could be no difference. could be something like that. Uh, I think there's definitely some stigma with the quick lane bowl just to the fact that usually it's a MAC team that plays mm-hmm. um, if there's not enough ACC or Big Ten teams to play. So it kind of has that stigma of being a lower-tier bowl. But this year it looks like there's enough from both conferences that will be a Big Ten ACC battle, which is funny. I actually went to the quick lane bowl last year, Minnesota-Georgia Tech. Uh, it was terrible, but <laughs> Minnesota won, rolled the boat. I was there um, when it was – last when I was there was not when it was Quick Lane. It was – The Little Caesars Bowl. Oh, I think it was might be Motor City. Motor City Bowl, yeah. One of them. I went to the Purdue Central Michigan Oh, uh, I remember that. I think that was Little oh, Caesars. That was that was a good that, game. That was a great game. That was multiple scoring. It was like – I think Purdue was up at halftime by double digits, and CMU came out of nowhere anyways. Yeah, I, if it was interesting enough, I'll be back in Michigan during that time. So if they were in quickly, I mean, yeah, I'd probably buy a ticket. I'd probably go. It's an excuse to go downtown. No doubt about that. Um, I may or may not go. If they do, to go to the bowl, we'll see. This season has really just taken a toll on me for the football team. Like, there's really – I have no juice for the team anymore. It was good to see the season end, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, it's um, kind of like – get it over with at this the, point the antonio came out and said he is coming back in 2020 yep um there's no reason to me believe that's not the, the case at this point um so now it's just what we, do we do yeah we've talked about how we didn't really want it to happen now it looks like it is going to happen uh he's obviously going to have to fire some guys who he fires i'm have no idea who he will hopefully he does because he needs to do something it looks like all the coaches are currently out recruiting so that's one tactic, I guess. Recruit till the signing day and then get rid of the guys after. Um, <laughs> if he does do that, let's hope he does change something. He's got to – I just can't see him selling no change to donors and then being like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Like the guys who – the power broker, who let him actually give money to this program, give money to the school. I'm saying big bucks, not us buying tickets. These guys want to see this team go back to where they were before, you know, earlier with Antonio and him saying say he chooses to make one or two changes will they accept that maybe I would say no I think they would want some more wholesale changes we'll see I mean I'm not in those rooms so but I think there will have to be some sort of wholesale changes maybe not everybody on the staff but a majority majority of staff goes I mean I tell you that I want a whole shift in offense but uh, realistically I don't know what to expect and in 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 how, who are you going to get? Who are going to get? Who is going to come to Michigan State with Mark D'Antonio at his age and point of his, his career with the fan base not happy? You have a bad year. Say you have a bad year next year. You're the first year OC, for example. People are ready for Colin for Mark to leave, and now he's a bad year again next year. You're going to be on a staff that may be out to dry. Like, what good quality OC would sign up for that when he can go if you're good you're probably gonna have a couple offers maybe a better situation so I don't know you hear my voice we'll see <laughs> just deep breath I mean what are you gonna say like that's the reality where it's at right now yeah and then we'll do a full recap on recruiting and things like that in the future but I'm just not there's no I'm juice ex- dude there's I'm no not juice. excited I'm not excited I'm not excited about next season either you yeah. know I think to next season's like a a rebuild, and I mean, there's got to be so many moves 
in the off seasons. I mean, uh, to even be somewhat competitive next year and not Big Ten championship competitive, just competitive in general. You need a quarterback situation figured out. You need a whole defensive secondary to think if that's going to work out. You know, linebackers might be good, and we got guys in the chamber for line. It just, you know, I'm not going to get overhyped in preseason again. I don't think there's going to be any hype. I think you'd have to not get too down at this point. <laughs> I mean, but I'll say this. I mean, the work he wasn't too good this year. If we have a quarterback that's as good as him next year, well, I don't think it will be that difficult to see. I, I don't think he was anywhere where he should have been this year as a senior. No. Nope. It's a perfect year for a grad transfer to come in if Theo Day or Peyton Thorne are the guys. If it's not Rocky, which I don't think it is, no. Nope. you could bring a grad transfer in for one year, let those guys sit for the, this next year, and then – Theo Day would still have two years left. Peyton Thorne would then have three years left if one of those guys are the guys and they're really not ready to start next year and you're going to trot me out Rocky Lombardi. I don't think that's a good option. I think trying to go on the grand transfer. You're going to trot me out Rocky Lombardi. It's not good. I mean, come on. If you really want to see him go out there against Northwestern to start the season next year, the guy can't bring his arm back past his like, head. Yeah. He, th- he throws it like he's pushing that's the That's what ball. I'm saying. we got a quarterback issue. Yeah. You know, and I like some of the – I like the young receivers, you know, I like those guys. I like Elijah. No, no doubt. I think we have some talent next year at receiving. But, again, it's going to come down to what I've said the last two years. Offensive line. Which Are we actually – I if there's some positive to the offensive line. I, we start a lot of freshmen. Yeah. I mean, if you go with uh, Duplain, Samak, Dobbs, to get back Jarvis, Reed is playing better than this year, go with those five. Just keep them healthy. That isn't the – that isn't too bad of a line. I, I like that it's young that got experience, though, because it's not the same guys that have been going on for a while. No, for sure. So we'll we'll see. You know, we'll see how that develops and how it goes into it. But it's a very deflating six and six season. Yeah, very deflating. Yeah, I mean, it was almost those, like where were you at? watching the game? Where were you at? I like was not I, even I was caring if not actually where you at physically, but where are you at mentally when you're watching? Like, did you care if we even lost? You yeah. always care a little bit, yeah. but like because I was still because I still at that point was like, all right, not that you know you can go two ways with it. You can go tank and and get rid of everyone. Well, tanking doesn't really work in college football because no, you don't get anything better for being. Yeah, bad. I'm not tanking for two or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tanking for anyone, but tanking for coaching change, right? Yeah, that's and, one. Thing. And even and even then, like man, we could have won two wins, and I don't think anyone's leaving. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I was if it would have if I would have thought us losing would have made change, I might have even been like, all right, well maybe we we'll lose here just to get some changes. But it wasn't going to happen then, either way. No, so I was either. just like, all right, win the game. Well, do it for your seniors. Do it for you seniors. Know, so, Go to a bowl, so whether it's in, in Detroit. At least you get so cliche. the key thing is getting those extra fifteen practices. Yeah, and just just let the guys go out on a high note, right? You don't want the Maryland game to be the last game ever played. Just, yeah, no just one get, even get there. Play. Empty you stadium. Know, you know, the three and nine seniors, I felt bad for those guys. But, you know, send them on a high note. Get one more game in. Go out and freaking win it, though. Like, we can't have another Red Box Bowl, which is very likely. Seven to six, baby. Over under 13-point game. Oh, that was know. hilarious. Over under, do we score more than one touchdown? I want to say yes. You don't even know. You don't even know the t- the team we're playing. We're gonna score a grand total of thirteen or more points. Oh, hot take alert! 
<laughs> that's that's bold right there. I know. Being out here in the D.C. area, you got a lot of Virginia Tech fans. There's a slight chance we might be playing VT in football. I can't take another loss from VT this season. I think they're a little. They probably won't get dropped down to where we're going to be. Honestly, no. they're not very good, but they probably won't get dropped down that low. We're seeing. I'm seeing uh, Boston College, That's Florida State, North Carolina, Pittsburgh. Those are the teams they have us matched up against. Narduzzi. That would be a fun one to watch. Yeah, it would be like. I'd be cool. With just, just a rock Narduzzi. fight. Yeah, it'd be just cool to see see him um, there. Other than that, not really excited to play any uh, of those teams. Yeah, not really thinking we could beat any of those teams, honestly. No. See, like we said, this is not the most uh, fun podcast. We're not in a good spot athletically right now. Nope. Nope. But good thing that typically November December basketball does not matter as long as you as long as you continue to progress. I agree. So let's hopefully have a good couple of weeks here for the team to get things together. Izzo gets on their ass and we get some stuff done. Yep. So next game, Rutgers Sunday, open up Big Ten. Uh, kind of glad it's you know it, you know I'm glad we're not opening against Illinois or Indiana or yep. anyone else right now. It's kind of nice to play Rutgers right off bat. I say that now and watch it be a very close game. But. Correct. Like I said, we're the only school since Rutgers has joined the Big Ten to not lose to them in football or basketball. Hope we can keep that alive. What a great statistic. ESPN archives. Every <laughs> other school has lost them in something. Wow. Wow. All right, well, we got to keep that tradition rolling. All right. All right, well, I think that kind of wraps it up for this week. Yep. Um, as always, go green. Go white.